Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Today with Kent Sterling for Tuesday, August 25th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry, Dr. Michael Neal, the best. 317-849-2933. Take good care of your teeth. Pacers, they didn't take good care of nothing yesterday. They got beat game four of their series with the Heat. It's over. It's a sweep. They lose 99-87. They become the fifth team in NBA history to be eliminated in the first round of the playoffs in five consecutive years. Doesn't happen very often. Last night, it was the same stuff. Fundamental lapses. What are they going to do moving forward in order to correct these? Well, you're going to get Sabonis and Lamb back. That's a good thing. Oladipo, you hope he's explosive again. Jimmy Butler went by him yesterday like he was rooted to the fore, and then Oladipo on the other end couldn't get the corner on Goran Dragic. Goran Dragic is a 34-year-old white guy. The decision that has been made, Nate McMillan's going to be back next year as a head coach. There's no doubt about that. Whether you like that or not, they extended him two weeks ago. Not even two weeks ago. It was announced on August 12th, for God's sake. So the announcement, at least, was two weeks ago. The deal was done prior to that. So Nate's coming back. There's no way Kevin Pritchard picks up the phone and says, hey, Herb, made a mistake. It's going to cost you a couple of million bucks. Herb Simon doesn't like spending a couple of million bucks unless he has to. Would you? No. All right, let's change gears a little bit. All right, let's talk to the great Kyle Coney. Kyle, of course, played football and basketball at Cathedral High School and then went on to a terrific collegiate football career for Urban Meyer at, uh, at the University of Florida. Now the offensive line coach at Perbuff and also running, trained in the trenches. What's the thing? What, what's the most, the most important to correct aspect for young offensive linemen that they need to do? Is it like hand positioning? People talk about that. Is it, is it feet? What, what do they have to address first? For sure. Well, you know, uh, I mean, it's really common for, you know, young offensive linemen um, and their coaches to really work on their feet. Uh, you know, that's normally the first thing that um, you have to really perfect as an offensive lineman is having a good base, you know, a little mixture of power and agility up front. Um, really what I think the next step is from there is bringing your hands. There's a lot of hand activity and hand combating um, up front with the defensive line, right? Um, so really with your hands, you can 
um, eliminate their, uh, you know, their first move and have to, you know, um, which will give you just a little bit of extra time, or give the quarterback extra time, stuff like that. But um, really kind of what our, fo what my focus would be is um, what's kind of missed a lot at the younger level and at the high school level um, is hip explosion and flexibility, right? Is having that body position essentially um, ready to take on blocks, you know, ready to, to hit uh, for contact and, and being able to move um, you know, while in a good position, a good athletic position. So um, a lot of it is, uh, flex, like I said, flexibility and explosion as well. When you look at a guy like, we'll make it Indianapolis-centric in the NFL, somebody like Quentin Nelson, what makes yeah. Quentin Nelson special? Well, he's just always uh, down and ready in that athletic position to take on a block, right? His hips are always loaded up. So when he um, does come into contact with someone, he's able to explode out and really, really utilize – you know, the most powerful muscles in your body, right? Um, so, you know, you, a lot of times at that level, you're using hand combat for stability and locking in on somebody. And then um, all that power comes through how you use your hips um, to, to drive them backwards or to stalemate them in a pass protection situation. So when you work with kids, right, it, trained in the trenches or for buff, yes. it is, is it more important, is your training strength or is, is your training more like here are the tactics you need to use to be productive on the field? Well, in Eberbuff, it's, it's, it's a little different, right? Um, a lot of it's more just straight technical um, stuff, right? So it, it's getting, you know, uh, we have a lot of first-time football players, and I'm coaching um, the young guys for, from freshmen all the way up to our seniors. So um, it's really just trying to figure out and put the puzzle pieces together of what they need at the time, Eberbuff. But training in the trenches will be essentially uh, is the training that um, they don't necessarily get uh, is, is more of the strength, the fast twitch muscle, the hip explosion, the flexibility, all of that sort. So um, a lot of times uh, in high school level, especially, right, is all that flexibility, all that stuff is overlooked kind of in the weight room. You know, you will do a lot of slow twitch, squatting, benching, stuff like that. Uh, and then there's a mixture of, of fast twitch um, exercises that we can do for that hip explosion. You were recruited the highest level of college football, went and played for Urban. Um, what did you learn through that process of being recruited? You learn that there, you, you always have a lot to work on still, actually. Even if you are a top dog, a four-star, a five-star player, that um, the jump from high school to college is a, is a massive jump. And it goes from, you know, more of a recreational, even um, going somewhere like Cathedral to um, – taking the next step to a professional level, essentially, right? It's, it's all the small details that come into play at a college level. So uh, what I mean by that is, right, is, you know, is a six-inch step versus, a, you know, stepping a foot. Um, you know, it's your time in the air. It's, it's a split-second situation, um, and you have to be really, really fast to react. So um, everything has to be done at a lot quicker level uh, and, and uh, just um, being in the right position at all times, right? It's a lot more physical game. Your defense is a lot is coached up to a lot higher degree. So um, if you're trying to climb to second level, you know, you're going to be hit in different ways. You're going to be squeezed. I mean, it's about keeping that base, uh, stuff like that, through all of that. How is life different for a football player in the SEC at a place like Florida where you're playing, hopefully, for a national championship under a guy like Urban? How, how's that life just different? Uh, it, it is 100% a lot more serious for sure. Um, it's it's a balance of, you know, being a student athlete, you know, and 
to be quite honest, they push the athlete uh, forward. Obviously, you have to get good grades and stuff like that. But um, uh, it's a lot more time in the meeting room. It's a lot more film time, right? It's it's a lot more self-evaluation, um, watching yourself um, at that level and uh, correcting all those you know specific little details that we talked about. But um, it's it's more of a full-time gig. You have to really take care of your body when you're playing against that high-level competition um, or, you know, that stuff, uh, all those little nicks and injuries really creep up on you over time, essentially. Um, but it's fun, right? Of course, of course. Yeah, it's it's fun. It, well, it's a good it's – it's hard work, right? And you get um, big rewards, right? The, the Saturday night, those games, those big atmospheres are really awesome, you know, to be there. What was the toughest place to play in the SEC? Ooh, uh, I got to say, I mean, the most hostile environment was probably LSU. Playing in, um, in the bowl um, was for sure uh, an intimidating place to play, especially under the lights. Um, I really thought uh, playing at Tennessee uh, in Knoxville was one of my most fun experiences overall, um, maybe because I went undefeated against them. Um, that probably helped. But uh, just the environment, um, the stadium, they feel like they're right on top of you. Um, and, uh, you know, you can't hear a thing, but, you know, that Rocky Top music, too, really gets you going. Did you, as you played for Urban Meyer, did you like him? And as you look back on the experience of playing for Urban, do you look back on it fondly? Or are you like, man, that guy's, you know, what's your perspective 10 years later thinking about Urban? Uh, you know, the the more time has gone on, I, I respect him a lot, um, the more I respect him. Um, you know, initially, honestly, as a player, it was it, – he was never satisfied with you. You know, he was always trying to push you, you know, push your buttons. Um, everyone has different buttons as well um, to, to make you, you know, kind of the best player you can be. And that's not always, you know, the best – um, mental thing you know you're not getting caressed you know always like that so it can be very frustrating at the times you know when he's calling you out and stuff like that but um, later on you know I I look back at it and you know he's he, he was a psychology major so he really knows how to get into the minds of his players right and he know he figures out who they are and what will drive them essentially and you know for an example like me it was you know he, he wanted me to rep my family you know am I proud of how I'm representing my family on, you know, the name on the back of my jersey right now and stuff like that. And, and you know, it wasn't always, you know, um, sometimes he was really clamping down on us pretty good, but uh, but it was always in a position to really drive us and motivate us. Did he uh, – maybe this happened in high school, but I've known you since you were probably a fifth grader, and you're always a really, really happy guy. Like, you're happy. Your mom's a happy person. Your dad's a happy person. Your brother's a happy person. A lot of happiness with the Coney family. And so you go to Florida, and you got to turn into a bit of a mean guy, kind of a prick. Was, you know, if you're going to compete in the SEC, was Urban kind of critical in in pushing you toward that? 100%. And, you know, and again, it's just – um, it's just not being satisfied. You know, um, I think it was really easy by the time uh, when you're graduating from high school and you're a top prospect, honestly, everyone's patting you on the back all the time, right? You know, so um, his job is trying to, he's going to try to knock you down and try to humiliate you, humble you a little bit, right? To, you know, bring that drive and that motivation back. So, right, yeah, we were always happy and stuff like, and, you know, very happy family, smiles going in there. And so maybe he was trying to bring out the prick in me a little bit, right? Get me a little pissed off or something. 
um, to really just uh, motivate me and drive me. Um, but, you know, it would be different for every person. I remember, um, you know, we would have an annual meeting um, and uh, with our coaches, with our academic advisor, and he would get a full report from four or five different, you know, mentors or, you know, of your coaches. And, and you know, it, he would find one specific thing on there, right, to call you out, you know, and drive, you know, and use that as, as fuel to motivate you or something like that, even if you had a pristine you know, looking uh, report essentially, um, you, you would you would find something on there to, to really push them push you. Now at Braboff and and with trained in the trenches, how do you utilize that experience to to motivate and and to challenge guys? Braboff is a you know is a unique place. You know, we don't have 120 guys. You know, um, we we don't have um, we have a lot of guys that play both ways, so they're thin um, and stuff like. Uh, we're thin in the depth chart. So uh, it really it has to be a balance between um, really motivating, but not knocking them down to where they feel worthless, where they're not going to want to play, right? It's um, you've got to mix in uh, the good with the bad, right? It's what do they say? It's every every 10 negative things, you got to at least mix in one positive, right? So um, I really try to focus on what they're doing good and then um, and then really show them how we have so much opportunity to get better essentially from that too. But okay. I, I don't, I don't really try to mess around with the mental game. I, I am a very transparent guy. Um, and I like to just tell it how it is. If you're doing something great, right. I'll tell you that, but most likely there's something else that you're not doing so great that we need to really focus on. And get to. How do people get in touch with you and take part in your training? Uh, so trainingthetrenches.com um, is a simple way. Uh, and on there, there's a contact um, little drop down that you can click on and uh, you can drop a message in there and that will go directly to me. Um, my email address and cell phone number are on that as well. Um, so they can just feel free to contact me anyway. And it's open to anyone, any age or what's that? How's it work? Yeah, so it's completely open to any ages. So right now, I'd love to focus on middle school and high school kids, essentially. Um, I'm even open to, I'm not really even trying to pigeonhole myself into just offensive line. Um, I have my um, other coach on there, Coach Steph. He's a defensive lineman, played for University of Cincinnati. Um, he'll help focus on that, the defensive line specifics. But training the trenches really, um, you know, 75%, 80% of it is focused on on the trench program, which is, is my focus on that hip flexibility, hip, hip explosion, um, and uh, fast twitch muscles, stuff like that. And, and it's speed and agility training, right? So um, I really do actually don't want to just be football only. This can be, you know, I was big into basketball as well, right? Sure. So working the center and stuff like that. But what we do is that I will take specific drills, right? Uh, agility drills and make them, um, more accustomed to which sport you play, right? So, um, you know, we had a couple linebackers and a quarterback the other day uh, on Sunday, and uh, we were working more of uh, agility, single leg stability, um, stuff like that, um, more tied to their position, not necessarily, you know, wide base, learning how to move wide. Uh, Thank you, Kyle. I appreciate it. Great stuff. And, and good luck with that. I'm sure it'll do exceptionally well. And and good luck to Brabuff as long as you, I, you guys don't schedule a cathedral, right? Uh, not this year. Uh, no. We had Chicago yeah, first and we got new. All behind the Braves then. <laughs> right, right. All behind the Braves, baby. I appreciate it, Kent. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. That's sports. Another bit sports for Tuesday, August 25th, 2020. Join us tomorrow morning, Breakfast with Kent.
bright and early, 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, and then immediately thereafter, second show, because it's a show so nice, you got to do it twice, on Periscope and Twitter. That goes live at about 8.15, and then it's available all day on the Twitter feed. That's just the way it works, or YouTube, wherever you consume podcasts.